0: Hello and welcome into the Grace One Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is season two, episode number 17 of the Grace One Daily Podcast. We're gonna start something special here in just a second. I hope you guys will enjoy this today. But before we dive in, thank you for listening to the Grace One Daily Podcast. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. So we're always looking to add little new wrinkles, new flavors to the Grace One Daily Podcast. So today, this is gonna be what I call the retro series that's right we're gonna go back back in time back in the day (laughs) and here's some of the ancient words of jeremiah johnson Hey, anyway, uh, this is, uh, I had this idea. I was scrolling through some of the boxes and some of my old files, and I started pulling out all these messages of my old sermons and things like that. And you know, some of them were like, oh, this is cool, or this is, this is not so cool. This is a horrible message. But anyway, I began to think about like, wow, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start the retro series, and I'm going to take you through some of the old archives of Jeremiah Johnson back in the day when I was a youth pastor, worship pastor, senior pastor, and those kind of things. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to look back at some of the things that God was speaking in our lives, and it's amazing how he's still speaking those things yet today. So today, I'm going to look at an old message, a retro Jeremiah Johnson message called Why the Holy Spirit? It's interesting. Since I got saved, 1996, 1997, basically, uh, we have desperately needed a move of God in America, haven't we? We need a move of God's spirit, and we need that today more than ever before. I still believe that. And I was looking at my notes here, and I was like, I was in my notes, I believe we need revival in America. We need a move of God's spirit like they saw in the book Vats, right? And we still need that today. And so today, I want to talk about why we need a move of the Holy Spirit where people are getting saved, healed, dead are raised. And that is happening. It is happening today. It's happening all across the world. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen to that extent or that powerful of extent it feels like in America today, but it's still possible, guys. God is still a God of miracles today. So it's interesting in many of our churches today, we're lucky to see people get saved weekly, monthly, even a yearly basis. You know, it's it's crazy. We spend so much time and energy and effort and money on everything. It seems sometimes except getting people saved. What about sick people? When's the last time you saw someone in your church get healed and see God raise them up? I mean, when's the last time that you saw demons get cast out? And this is why the church and our nation is in the state it's in right now because we're not really seeing the Holy Spirit move right now. And it's very interesting. I even had this conversation with our staff today, the staff of the church that I work at, talking about how, like, you know, we just got to make a decision, guys. Are we going to make church all about people pleasing? are we all are we going to make it about jesus pleasing and want god to move powerfully in our church because that's a decision that we have to make because we live in this entertainment driven culture and we can easily make our churches about programs and what we have rather than about the power of the holy spirit and why we need The power of the Holy Spirit today. So let me talk, let me, let's talk about that question today. And I hope this encourages you. And again, these are thoughts that I pulled back in the day, years ago, right? And so maybe some of these are still relevant and will still be applicable today. And I hope that will encourage you. So let's pose that question Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why and why do we need the baptism in the Holy Spirit? And I'm going to share this story real quick. Uh, I am a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I pray in tongues. That's right. I pray in tongues. I pray in tongues on a daily basis. I try to pray in tongues a lot if I can, but I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay. Here's what happened. When I got saved, I had this Jesus moment where I just completely surrendered my life to Christ. God did a 360 in my life. Just everything changed. Started seeking God, and it wasn't just a month or two later. I was reading the book of Acts. I was reading about the Holy Spirit day of Pentecost, and I remember I was just by myself in a room, and I was like, wow, I think I want that. And I remember getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues all by myself. Didn't have a preacher, didn't have someone tell me that that's what I need and all this. It wasn't an evangelist and somebody slapping hands on me, anything like that. It was just me reading the Bible, reading about a gift that Jesus gave to his people that he said that I could have myself. I wanted it and I got it. And so for me, it's very clear. I think the Bible is very clear that every one of us need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in the other tongues. I know this a little bit, uh, of a debate. You might listen to this today. And, well, I don't think that that's just for Pentecostal churches. And well, man, I just challenge you to read the word. I challenge you to read the book of Acts. I challenge you to read John chapter 14 about this, this coming that one day Jesus was going to pour out his spirit. And, you know, even back in the gospels where John said, Hey, some of you are baptized. John's going to baptize you with water, but Hey, there's somebody who's going to come and baptize you with the power of the Holy spirit in a short time from now. So we, I believe we just need, a move of God, we need a move of the Holy Spirit, we need a revival, and we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to be poured out in our churches like never before. So I want to walk you through a few things today uh, through the book of Acts and, and see what it has to say. And uh, I start off with Acts chapter 1 verse 2 that talks about how Jesus was himself dependent on the Holy Spirit, that everything that Jesus did, his ministry, was a result of the Holy Spirit working through him. So Jesus laid out the perfect example of what a spirit-filled life should be. So when whenever we approach like sensitive topics or uh, these like baptism of the Holy Spirit, I think it's important to look on the life of Jesus, all right? What did he do? What was his life like and was the the question is was the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit and even the baptism of the Holy Spirit a very important part of the life of Jesus as he was on the earth doing his ministry. Yes, he was God, but yet he was fully man and he was called to walk out and live out this ministry that he had. The answer is yes. Without the power of the Holy spirit, Jesus's ministry would have never functioned to full capacity. All right. So I want to show you a significant comparison between uh, Jesus and those who were filled with the Holy spirit on the day of Pentecost. All right. So, Jesus, not one person was saved, healed, touched, or delivered until the Holy Spirit had been poured out. So you can look at Jesus' lifestyle. It wasn't until he had his baptism, not just in water, but his baptism in the Holy Spirit encounter, that that released him to do the work of God. And up until that point, no one was saved, no one was healed, no miracles, et cetera, et cetera. Check it out, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. It was necessary for Jesus himself to have an encounter with, with the Holy Spirit. It was more than just getting baptized in water because the Bible says, as he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended on him. Dove, there's power. And he he was filled and, and baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. Guys, keep in mind, not one person was saved, healed, or delivered until Jesus experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. So listen, I can't save people. I can't heal people. Only the Holy Spirit does that. So guess what? We need to cry out and say, Holy Spirit, come and move in my life baptize me and fill me with power so I can do all this stuff that Jesus did because that's what the Bible says I can do, that I can do the, good, the things Jesus did and I can do even greater things in him, amen? Uh, and then Jesus on that. So keep in mind, that's just a foundational thing that I, I thought was so important. Again, this isn't scholarly. This is just me as a, just a guy just reading through the Bible that seeing that Jesus was a man who needed the power of the Holy Spirit and he laid out the pers- per- perfect example of Christian living. So why don't I need the baptism, and the power of the Holy Spirit, all right? Hopefully you can all say amen to that, all right? Uh, next thing, Acts chapter 1, verse 4, the command to be filled. It's interesting that in that particular verse, Jesus commanded that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. He knew that it was absolutely necessary that if we were and we are to ful- fulfill the plans and purposes of God, that we would need the Holy Spirit, okay? And you look in that verses in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, And Jesus was not giving us a suggestion. Actually, the Bible says that he commanded us, he commanded them to be filled. And listen, I don't think... That was, and, and here, here's where I guess maybe the argument could be, but we're not arguing. We're just talking about the word of God here together. I guess the argument could be for some people is like, well, that was just for the apostles. No, Jesus is here, and I'm going to read it for you. It says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, all right? Specifically, it says a command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is like, listen. I'm commanding you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm commanding you to receive this gift because you cannot do this without me. Guys, can I just simply, that's the point. That is the point of why we need the baptism and the power and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, because we cannot do it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a good preacher or not. I don't know if I'm a good pastor or not. Some people say I am. Some people say I'm not. But here's what I do know is that, I cannot do any of the works of God. I cannot do anything apart from God. I need his work in my life. And that work comes through the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life and in my ministry. And it flowed through his life. And whatever Jesus had, on this earth. He wants me to have as well. See, Jesus felt that this was so important to their lives that after he rose from the dead and before he ascended into heaven, he had to come and have a special session with them on being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And, and I challenge you to look at that in the word as well, is that that was really the last conversation that Jesus had from what we can see in the scripture regarding what he wanted for them. He was like, okay, all right, I'm getting ready to go, all right? I'm taking off. I'm going Superman here in a second. But before I leave, I want you guys to know you need the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't do anything. Don't try to do ministry. Don't try to build my kingdom. Don't try to do any miracles. This is what you need because this is what you saw flowing through me in my life and my ministry. All right, next, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm talking about the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit and his power, all right? Let me read this scripture. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says this. It says, but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Here's the thing guys, the primary purpose of the holy spirit is to empower us. For what? Jesus said, you're going to receive power that you've never had before so you can do things you've never thought you can that you could be do before, right? It's important to know that God didn't just empower us to pray in tongues, although that's significant because, you know, I'm Pentecostal. I pray in tongues. Some people are like, oh, it's just all about tongues for you, Holy Spirit, baptism, people. That's not what it's about. God, God wants to empower us to baptize us and fill us so that we can go out and do the things of God, but most importantly, so that we can be a witness, so that we can share Christ because that's what draws people to Him. It is the Holy Spirit, and it is the Holy Spirit working through us. Without the baptism and the Holy Spirit, Jesus knew we would never have been able to fulfill um, what Mark 16, 15 to 18 says. See, God wants us to empower us in several ways, all right? The first one, He wants to empower our prayer life. Man, I, I do this at our church all the time. I'm like, when we're in worship, or sometimes we go into this time where we're at altar time, I'm like, hey, why don't you write where you're at? Why don't you just begin to pray in tongues? If you pray in tongues, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, why don't you begin to do that right now and just let the Holy Spirit pray through you? And that's a whole other thing that we can hop on, just that exclusive topic alone about how powerful it is to pray in tongues in terms of our prayer life. So, God wants to empower us in our prayer life through the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. The second thing is that He wants to empower us to be a witness, to share Christ with other people. And uh, I still need that today. Holy Spirit, empower me to be a witness, to remind me that my primary purpose as a follower of Jesus is to know you and to make you known to other people. And the third one is for ministry, is that God wants to empower us to do the works of God. Man, I've been in some mission trips and America, outside America, where I've seen God move very powerfully, and that's been awesome. Uh, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And once again, you guys, I, listen, I'm not one of those guys that think thinks God's, <laughs> I guess, dead, but I'm, I'm authentically that God does miracles today, that he does supernatural things today, that all the things that we read in the New Testament, they are completely possible, accessible, and available for us to do as followers of Jesus, and they are done through the power of, the work, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all right? Isn't this great? Man, I I, I had some good good thoughts back in the day, right? <laughs> all right, here we go. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, and this is the classic, all right, the Holy Spirit, day of Pentecost verse, all right? You're like, here it comes. I've heard this one before, and that's for the uh, anti-Holy Spirit people, I guess, if you will. But it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting, They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Man, whether you like or believe or not believe in praying tongues, this, dude, this is an awesome moment right now, right? I mean, they're together, they're praying, they're seeking God. All of a sudden, it gets crazy. It's like tornado comes into the room, fire, then the fire separates. It lands on each of them. I mean, could you imagine if you're one of the people that like the fire is now coming to you and getting ready to land on you and you're like, oh, I'm going to get burned or whatever it might be. All right. And all of them, here's what I love. It says, it says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They all began to pray in tongues. And so I want to know, I want you to note a couple things that happened there in that verse. All right. Number one is that all of them were filled. Here's what I want to say to you today that I think is 100% biblical and 100% accurate is that Jesus wants to baptize every single person in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In this verse, Jesus baptized all of them. Listen, the, the Holy Spirit, the works of God, they are not exclusive to certain followers or certain people. Jesus wants to fill everyone. I'm so grateful that, that God has never been to me like, well, Jeremiah, there's some things that I have for you and some things I don't. And, uh, you know, uh, if you measure up correctly, it's not like that. All of them were filled because guess what? When Jesus came, died, rose again, uh, and and then departed, one of the things he wanted to let, first of all, salvation was for all of mankind, for Jews and for Gentiles. And secondly, so was the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. This is for you. This is for everyone, guys. This is an awesome thing. So they all were filled, and you can be filled too. And here's the second thing: all of them began to pray in other tongues. Listen. In both of those scenarios, it says the word "all." A L L. That means everyone. All right. Throughout the Book of Acts, you'll re, you will see the word "all" appear. Uh, a few times, Acts chapter 10, 44 to Acts chapter 2, 17, where where people, all of them are getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is significant because I believe that God was trying to emphasize the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. It is for everyone. So if you're today and you're like, man, I went, man, when I read Acts, when I read about the day of Pentecost, when I read about the power of the Holy Spirit, when I read about miracles, when I read about the lifestyle of Jesus, man, I really want that in my life. Guess what? You can, you can have it, you can do it, but it's only through the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a note I wrote down in my retro notes here, which I still 100% believe in today. One of the greatest schemes or lies the devil ever came up with was to tell people that baptism and the Holy Spirit is not for them. I think that is a scheme of the devil. And he doesn't want people to operate in the power that God has for every single follower of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you today, the Holy Spirit plays no favorites. No favor. You don't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be certain talented, the Holy Spirit wants to baptize, fill, and empower everyone who loves and follows Jesus. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Uh, as I'm reading through some of these, this is another good one that I'd like to read for you guys as well. So I'm going to bounce over there. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. And I'm like flipping through a Bible myself right now. I don't typically do this on a podcast, but let me read this. It says, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? You see, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will lead to powerful conviction and powerful results. Uh, Practical story. Just not long ago in our church here in Grace Point in Southern Missouri, we had some people, a handful of people that have been getting saved, and every one of them, they've walked in, and from the moment they came in, from the start of worship, you can just see God moving all over them, and they're responding at the altar call, and every one of them said, like, I've never felt God like this before. And you know what that is? That is the power of the Holy Spirit, drawing them to him, There's a difference between spirit-filled ministry and non-spirit-filled ministry, okay? It's time for the Holy Spirit. It's time for Holy Spirit revival in America. Your prayer life, your dependency on the Holy Spirit will determine what what your church will be. And man, I'm glad I'm going through these retro notes because I need to remember this as a senior pastor of Grace Point, uh, the church I'm pastoring here in Southern Missouri, is that man, I need my church to be a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered church because I can't Do it without him. All right, I want to give you guys a couple other things and leave you with this. And and I encourage you, go munch on them, go read the Bible for yourself, and you'll find out. I believe this to be true in your life. So, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to 39. And I put in my notes here, my retro notes, that this is the clincher. All right. It says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the lord our god will call all right this verse to me seals the deal <laughs> that the holy spirit is for everyone see i don't see how you can read this passage of scripture and come to the conclusion that the baptism of the holy spirit and praying in tongues is not for today i know uh, people have said that before um I guess certain groups of people believe that, but I can't, I can't understand that. I don't know how you could walk through this passage of scripture and and, and prior scriptures and the gospels and see how Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit is gonna come and you walk away from that saying, "Ah, I don't really need that. Nope, not for me, all right? Listen, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. There's no confusion to the people. He says, you need to repent, you need to give your life to Jesus and you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, all right? If you're listening to this podcast today, here's what I'm telling you, all right? (laughs) You need to repent, Give your life to Jesus and you need to be filled and baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit was not and is not, it's not a Jewish thing, it's not a Gentile thing, it's not a Pentecostal thing. In my retro notes here, I put, it's the it's a Jesus thing, all right? Listen, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit, this is a Jesus thing. Jesus is the one who came up with this whole idea of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Man, I tell you what, as a guy who prays in tongues... He's been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've had people come up to me and be like, well, I don't know about this or hearing this, there and there. I'm like, listen, that's fine. I don't need to argue. We don't need to argue. We're brothers in Christ, right? Okay. I- I'm just telling you that this is a Jesus thing, that this is a Jesus idea. Jesus is the one who did it. <laughs> All right. One more thing. We're going to wrap this up today. This retro series talking about why we need the Holy Spirit is Acts chapter eight, verse 15 to 16. The distinction between salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can find this in Acts chapter 8 verse 15 and verse 16. I'm going to pull this one up in my Bible so you guys can hear this, all right? Acts chapter 8 verse 15 and verse 16. Here we go. It says when they arrived they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit, and when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying of hands, he offered the money and said, and you know, as like a gift. But here's the difference: uh, there, there, there's a popular teaching is that we don't need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit praying in tongues because we just kind of get the Holy Spirit when we get saved. And you know, that's true because guess what? Father, Son, Holy Spirit-that's what we believe as believers, Godhead, three in one. But yet, Jesus. Jesus said there would be a baptism. So was Jesus confused? I mean, was Jesus confused about who he was in the Godhead? No, Jesus said, I am going to pour out my spirit. You're going to be baptized. It's going to be awesome. God forbid we just get people saved and never tell them about the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Listen, here's the bottom line in this whole retro little message I'm giving you right now for my retro notes is that we need we need the Holy Spirit. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus not only said we need to be uh, we need, Jesus not only said we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, He commanded it. Right. So let's stop making excuses. Can I encourage you today? I hope that this was prophetic. That this is what you needed. That as you're listening to this podcast, that you, wherever you are, that you would crowd and say, "Jesus, fill me and baptize me with Your Holy Spirit, that I might live like You, that I might do works like You, that I might accomplish great things for Your great name." Amen pray that prayer. And as the retro music plays, so there it is, guys, the retro series, old messages, old sermons from good old Pastor Jeremiah back in the day, why we need the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit. Guys, pray for it. We need a move of God. I I need a move of God where I'm at here in Southern Missouri. You need whatever state, whatever country that you're in today. Guys, thanks for listening to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I appreciate it always, as always. And we'll talk to you guys next time.